Dylan. Ross. Dylan. Ma'am. I've got bad news. Uh, you have decided to secede from the Union. No. Um, so I went to the fighting pits to get Caleb back. Okay. Um, I, I don't want to say we lost him. What do you mean we lost? He wasn't there. Huh? Apparently, he led a gladiator revolt. Oh, God, it's a server war. And he, it's another server war. He ran off into the woods. So, what we're saying is we need to burn down the woods. No, we're not burning down the woods. We're not trying to kill Caleb. We just I need- know we're not trying to kill Caleb, but we want Caleb back. Burning down the woods he is hiding in is not the way to do that. I mean, you can do it your way. I'm going to do it my way. My way was just go in there with I don't know what what what's Caleb's favorite snack? Dragonfly. Get it? Yeah, go into the go into the woods <laughs> with a with a, a growler of Dragonfly IPA and be like Caleb. You know in Pokemon how like you slather honey on a tree to mm-hmm. attract Pokemon? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that we put it on a we put it on a tree. Yes, and then we like hang it, and then we it like it's like. Uh, bear trap, not but like the spiky one, but a really big one, like the, the like the net trap, like in Star yes. Wars, yeah, like in yeah. Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're gonna do that for, and we're gonna try and find Caleb in the woods. Yes, um, but until we just find a, we find just another drunk asshole out there. Goes, <laughs> God damn it! We're not, we're gonna have to, we are gonna have to fight our way through a lot of people to get just to Caleb because a lot of people like the beer. I'd do it. I would I'd too. If I Caleb. if I saw if I saw a growler of one of my favorite beers just hanging out in the woods, I'd investigate at least. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means Dylan, you and I are alone once again. Alone again. We're never gonna get Caleb until we find him. In the woods. The woods. <laughs> Into the woods. Do, do, do. <laughs> that was an okay one. That was like fun. that was an okay movie musical. It's a great musical, just like overall. I know. Uh, R.I.P. Like, R- R- Stephen Sondheim, by the way. Like I saw he died. I am big sad. It is big sad. He wrote one of my favorite all time musicals. What Sweeney Todd? Ah, it's so fucking That's good. So good. Um, but this is not a Stephen Sondheim ep- Sondheim episode. This is not a musical episode. Dylan, do you know what today is? December 1st, to the, in the year of our Lord, 2021. That is correct, but do you know what um, episode this is? No, because I can count only in intervals of five. Okay, well, this is not a number five episode. It's episode 34, but it is part three, the final part of Ridley Thon 2021 on this edition of The Bench Picture Podcast. Who told him the riddles? Who told him the riddles? Why? And welcome back to the Bench Picture Podcast, the third worst podcast on the internet, and the only podcast on the internet where we are supposed to watch every movie that's won Best Picture at the Oscars, but actively ignore that job and watch whatever the fuck we want. Uh, I am um, one of your hosts, um, very hydrated person, enjoyer of chocolate-covered almonds, Ross Bembenek, joined by my co-host today. 
I am the one who apparently does not age, even though I've been in the movie business for over 30 plus years. Oh shit, we got I Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am also the one who harbors a deep hatred for father who left me in a wallowing pit and transformed me into a horned motherfucker. Um, I am also very happy to be played by Tim Curry. I am also the one who harnesses his anger, the one who brings it to the forefront, the one who channels it. And I am the angriest one. Dylan. Yes. Today is part three of Ridleython 2021, our last... Thank you for repeating what we already know. Yes, it is our last episode of Ridleython. Um, so just to recap, we started Ridleython mm-hmm. off with Gladiator. Yes. And we moved on to uh, Robin Hood. Yes. Um, and last week, we well, not last week, two weeks ago, because we had an off week last week. Holidays, man. We deserve it. Exactly. No. Roger... Roger finally gave us... PTO. A holiday. He, a holiday. We finally got Roger to cave on labor rights. <laughs> Minimal ones, but we finally got him to it's cave. It's a stepping stone. It's yes. a stepping stone. Next up, I'm hoping he gives us lunch breaks. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> I, I just hope to use a bathroom. Yeah, bathroom breaks, lunch breaks. We're taking baby steps with Roger and overthrowing the capitalist pig dogs. Woo! Um, but this week, Dylan, we watched... 1985's Legend. Yes, we did. Directed by Ridley Scott. Mm-hmm. And It'd be awkward if it wasn't. It would be awkward if we did a non-Ridley Scott movie for part three of Ridleython. Right. <laughs> um, Dylan, this movie... Is a mess. Yes, but I was going to go through the cast first. <laughs> <laughs> um, it stars Tom Cruise as Jack of the Green, a green man of the forest. It stars Mia Sarah as Princess Lily. It stars Tim Curry as the God Lord of Darkness. Man. All the gods bless that man. Um, it stars David Bennett as Honey Thorn Gump, an elf and oh, guardian of the forest. Oh, I looked forest. him up. I looked him up, and I'm like, why does this kid look so familiar? It looks him up like, holy shit. And it includes, uh, it also stars a handful of other actors in um, prosthetic and makeup Muppet looking work. That you will never figure out who they are until you look them up. Yeah. So, Dylan, I'm going to go through our plot description for Legend as best as I can. <laughs> oh boy, you're going to be here forever. Yeah, okay, so the movie opens up with a title crawl, like a Star Wars-style title crawl establishing... I was expecting... I was, I was waiting for the John Williams score. Didn't get it, kind of pissed, but continue. Who did, I'm gonna, who did the score for this movie? I don't know off the top of my head. Tangerine Dream did it, dude. Tangerine fucking Dream did it. That doesn't surprise no, me. No, not at all. It's this 80s sci-fi fantasy schlock. Yeah, it's... 100%. Tangerine Dream fucking fits there perfectly. 100%. Um, but the um, the title crawl kind of just sets the scene. It lets us know that this is kind of a world shrouded in darkness. Um, where oh, the, But then light comes in and the Lord of Darkness retreats deep into mm-hmm. the earth. But he is continually plotting to eliminate light in the world. And light is protected um, or harbored, I should say, in unicorns which are considered the most mystical of all of the world's creatures. And I feel like that's a very, very good thing for unicorns. The unicorns everywhere. Yep. Um, Now, unicorns can only be found by the purest of mortals, such as Jack, 
played by Tom Cruise. Who still looks the same. Yeah, he still looks the fuck. God and everything. I literally just looked at this and I went, you haven't aged in like 30 years. I mean, he's gotten like his teeth fixed, but other than that, he looks pretty much the fucking same. Man, Xanadu knows things. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, Jack is pure of heart. He lives in solitude in the forest. There is a beautiful girl named Lily who loves Jack. Um, And that's kind of where the story starts. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna do my best to get through this plot because this plot. Oh, it's... Um, again, I did not ah! watch the director's cut. I watched the theatrical edition that was released here in the states in 1985. How long is the theater? Oh my god! It adds 20 minutes to the runtime. Exactly. So like we're missing a half hour almost of content in the theatrical mm-hmm. cut. Um. So the movie opens up on the Lord of Darkness himself, Tim Curry, um, sitting in his deep dark mansion he tells a goblin named blick in transylvania excuse me (laughs) he um tells a goblin named blix to go and kill the unicorns that are located near his castle he knows they're there he just can't exactly find them because he's not pure of heart um who would have thought the man who looks like the literal incarnation of the devil himself could not find the pure of heart i am absolutely shocked that the big red man with glowing eyes like horns the size of my entire body yeah and hooves (laughs) Um, hey what hooves do not determine how evil you are no no they don't but when you are the stereotypical depiction of the devil you know you got me there um so blix um let's see yeah this plot's kind of all over the place blix decides to follow princess lily around the forest um and then when Lily meets up with Jack, Blix and the other goblins end up following those two deeper into the forest where um, Lily and Jack come across a unicorn. Mm-hmm. Um, Lily decides to pet the unicorn. And while everybody's distracted, Blix from the shadows fires a poisoned dart at the unicorn and it goes crazy and bolts. Um mm-hmm. Lily um, is not really concerned about anything because no one noticed, like, the poison dart. Yeah, she just went, oh, it ran away. That's fine. Um, So uh, Lily uh, takes off a ring on her finger and tells Jack that whoever so finds this ring shall marry me. And she tosses it into a river. And Jack... In today's world, we call that a tease. And Jack jumps off a cliff to go after the ring. So, yeah, he's a simp. What do you expect? Yeah, he was. <laughs> I'm gonna. I, you know the segment I brought back. The segment I have where it's like old man yells at sky. It's what is the segment? Uh, I'm gonna bring it back today. Oh, okay. Um, so Jack goes after the ring. Lily just kind of fucks off into the forest, and Blix hunts down the wounded unicorn and kills it, immediately bringing on essentially a nuclear winter. Yep. Um. I didn't know that unicorns were nuclear bombs, but I've now learned a thing. Yeah. Um, Adding that to D&D campaign. And Blix severs the horn and takes it to head back to the Lord of Darkness. Now we kill the mayor, and now we succeed. Yes, where they find out that they need to kill the one remaining unicorn in the area to plunge the world into everlasting darkness. Um... But all this is happening, and Jack kind of, he finds the ring in the river, and he he comes up like he went down into the river, 
and it was, I was summer. Like, oh, I can breathe. And he's like, there's ice. Yeah, he the comes fuck? back up, and it's winter, and the river's frozen over. So there's a very tense scene where he tries to punch his way out of the ice. Um, he kind of wanders through the wintry forest, and he comes across a band of elves? Mythical creatures. I'm just going to call them mythical creatures what? because they were every. What was a fawn? One. I legitimately thought that um, Gump was a fawn yeah, for the longest time. Gump looks like a 12 year old who speaks in riddles, accompanied by his, his character, accompanied by the dwarves Screwball and Brown Tom. Um, which who had very good prosthetic work, by the way, and the fairy Una. Um, so Jack kind of, so they, they all, those, that group of individuals meets up with Jack and are like, do you know what the fuck just happened, Jack? And Jack's like, no. And they're like, this is your fucking fault. You got to fix this. Listen, just because you had a boner for a girl, your entire idea of just wanting to bang has plunged the world into darkness. Yep. Um, so they find the mare who is mourning the death of the other unicorn. Um, and Brown Tom stays to guard the unicorn um, while Jack and the others just find hidden weapons just there. Randomly. Like, they're just like, oh, look. Yeah. Armor. Yeah, exactly. A sword. They just, Bow and arrow. And Tom Cruise just dons the armor and the sword it fits magically yep and as this happens lily comes across the mare and brown tom guarding the horse and as that happens blix shows up and they take lily and the mare back to the lord of darkness yes um so after that jack and his band of merry men decide to um, more men more men in tight tight tights such a good movie. We need to do. We're gonna have. To, we're gonna do a Brooksathon someday too. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Um, but they adventure towards the keep. They come across a hag in a swamp. Kill the hag. It doesn't have anything really big to do with the rest of the plot. That just scenes just kind of there. Um, <laughs> um, they reach the castle. The group falls into an underground prison cell and they escape. Um. Lily, ball the other hand, is being seduced by darkness. Yes, and all the all the while, the Lord of Darkness is seducing Lily to the dark. Um, but Do it. She pretends to go along with it to get close to him, so she can potentially free the unicorn. Yes. Um, and then there's the big climactic fight. You know, it's a, it, the the fantasy fight where the hero shows up and saves the day. And then. Lily gets pimp slapped after freeing the unicorn. Yep, from uh, a ritual. Yeah, Tim Curry t- just whacks the fuck out of her. Um, and she's going, she's going, she's going, she's going. Oh, she landed. Yep, and um, then the movie kind of ends with the unicorns reuniting, and, and then they fuck. And then Jack and Lily have their time together. They ride off into the sunset, and as it fades to black, we hear Tim Curry's "Lord of Darkness." maniacally laughing from the void where he was cast into after being defeated by Jack. Yes. While all the time being like, Daddy, why? Yeah. Um, that's my loose approximation of the plot, Dylan. Um, yes. Can we just go on to what we think about this movie? I have some conflicting thoughts here. Go speak. Speak, oh wise one. 
that was a rough approximation of the plot because there was no fucking plot. Or the plot no, that, this thing had no plot. Or the plot that was there was so poorly written and so poorly written, poorly jumped, and like yeah. it just it hodgepodge, brother. It, like it's it feels, legitimately like it's oh. it's half a movie. It feels it, it's like something we would have written in college. Yeah, it felt like half a movie is what it felt like. Like I wish I could have seen the director's cut because from what I've heard, the director's cut kind of fleshes things out and paces it a lot better. Because this movie fucking flew past everything. The dialogue is a mile a minute when there is dialogue. Oh, it's like, you want to know where Rise of Skywalker got its idea for being a quick, fast movie where you don't even get to breathe? Mm -hmm. This. This is a good idea. I will put this movie uh, above Rise of Skywalker because at least this movie had the decency to be 90 minutes long and not two and a half hours. (laughs) (laughs) You got me there. Um, But yeah. Um, my bi- my big complaints are the fact that the plot makes no fucking sense and the dialogue is fucking terrible and the and it just fucking flies by. What do you think, Dylan? Oh my god, this movie like it has the ideas of wanting to be a good movie, it's, but it, uh, yes. it it just takes a shit. Yes, it just shits. It like because like there's no real quote unquote character growth. Mm-hmm, yeah, and that's something I look for in like a lot of things. Yeah, in movies I like mm-hmm. is one is the setting interesting. Yes. Um, is the world filled with interesting characters besides Tim Curry? No. And no, it is not. I think there could have been. There could have been. Because I think... There could have been. The- but I think... So this, I think, goes into the overall problem with Ridley Scott movies. Mm-hmm. He makes these movies for theaters, but then he has a director's cut that comes out mm-hmm. yeah. with, the re- with the physical release or the digital release now of a movie. And I think that's biting him in the ass. Because he didn't do it with Martian. And it Martian turned was out good. Pr- Martian was good. That, like, he made a movie. He made a movie with coherent plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think at this one, he was just like, meh. Yeah, I because, I mean, looking at all of his movies, I mean, Blade Runner's got five different fucking cuts to it. Oh my god, Blade Runner has like 17 different endings. There's like a secret one after you watch all of them, but then you gotta kill the big boss. Mm. But then you have to stop, um, but then you become the detective, but you have to make sure he doesn't inseminate the android. It's a lot. Yeah, Blade Runner. For, uh, for ending 16, it's a lot. Yeah, Blade Runner's got, you know, five different fucking cuts. Legend's got three cuts. Robin Hood's got two. Um, Kingdom of Heaven's got a director's cut. Yeah. Um, and like, I really want to watch this director because, as you said, because. Kingdom of Heaven, if you have a director's cut with it, like, it, the weirdest thing about Kingdom of Heaven is that it knocks out basic plot info. Yeah. I've seen the director's cut and the theatrical cut of Kingdom of Heaven, and the theatrical... They're miles apart from each other. The, the theatrical cut... And I feel cut, like this is the same thing. Yeah. Like, the theatrical cut of this movie feels like a third of a movie. Right? Like, it definitely feels like this movie was, like, gutted for some reason. Yeah. Or, like, even he, like, Scott, was just like, meh. Yeah, I thought I th- which I feel like this is this entire monster towards this movie, meh. And I feel like um, I think I read somewhere that Ridley Scott and Tom Cruise have both said they don't like the theatrical cut. I feel like everyone wouldn't like the theatrical cut if you have a better cut out there. Yeah, I, I think it's not that it is a bad story inherently. It is that there are so many missing pieces and they fly through so much stuff. And there's so much fluff. 
Like all the fluff oh with um, the dwarves and Gump and the weird, yeah. um, like the weird plot line where Una the fairy is also in love with Jack. Right. That came out of like, that came out of left, left fucking field. field. Yeah, exactly. And I just went, you know, it'd be interesting if we saw that earlier it, yeah, and then they, like there's a sacrifice moment mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, but there isn't. But that was there for one scene and they completely disregard it. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's it's got the bones, but but it's, no meat. Exactly, it is just bones. Mm-hmm. It, no no n- meat. No organs. No meat. No no skin. Nothing. It is mm-hmm. bones. Um, it and like this kind of annoys me because you can clearly tell they tried. Yes, exactly. And they failed. Like you can tell that they had an idea and they wanted to go through with it, but I don't know if it was the studio. I don't know if you know. It's a lot like, of stuff that we can only speculate ex- on right exactly, now. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Oh shit! Um, and, in twenty twenty one, September of this year, Arrow Films re released the director's cut, gave it a special release on Blu ray. Huh. So I'm gonna. I'm not buying it. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna check out the. I might check out the Arrow release. Arrow does some really really cool stuff. Hard. Um, but yeah, I do want to talk about some good things with this movie. Though. There were some very good things with this movie. But the prosthetics. Yeah. yeah I want to say exactly the technical aspects of this movie are fucking flawless. Like yeah. in terms of eighties fantasy schlock, like we, we did the Excalibur episode a couple months ago. Now God. this is in the same vein as that, where it's schlocky eighties bullshit, but legend is the best fucking looking one. Like uh, the, easily because the cinematography is incredible. The colors pop. It's shot and f- like it's framed really interestingly. Ridley's blocking is done really well. I think it looks fucking incredible. Yeah, and that's how basically with a majority of Ridley Scott's movies, like he mm-hmm. doesn't really rely heavily on CGI mm-hmm. or like even back then for CGI. And now um, he just really makes sure that you could jump in and see the characters living the clothing mm. and wearing the clothing and all that. Yeah. And I don't know who did these prosthetics and the puppetry in this movie, but it looked fucking those look fucking great. Uh, his name is Rob or Robin R. Botten. Robin Robert R. Botten. OK. Yes. Yeah. He, he did, did the thing. Oh, he did the thing. He did the thing. Fuck. OK. Yeah. He's great. He's fucking great. I, yeah. I, I, you know, he really does really cool body horror stuff in yeah. that case. Cause like they were, the, the hag looked great in that one scene. Like mm-hmm. that scene was fucking useless for the plot, but the hag looked great. Um, and Dylan, I think there's one thing I think we can agree on with this movie. And so last week, mm-hmm. or well, I guess just last episode, I should say. Mm-hmm. I referred to Tim Curry as our big, big dev- demon, big devil, big daddy. devil daddy. <laughs> and yes, I, he is big devil daddy. I didn't. I said that as a joke, and I did not expect to take one look at the first full body shot of Tim Curry in this movie and just go, <laughs> oh. You went, Daddy. Sorry, we went, Father. Sorry, Father. Sorry. Let me let me repeat that, Daddy. He, the prosthetic work on Tim Curry was incredible, with the fucking mm-hmm. three foot long plexiglass horns attached to his head, and 
his British, his, I mean, they toned down his voice, but the way he speaks and the way he moves his face in this movie is, is so good. Very well done. He is the best part of the movie by a very, very wide margin. Like, as good mm-hmm. as this movie looked, you're in this for Tim Curry. 100% you're in this for Tim Curry. Like, I, I, I think this was my fourth or fifth Tim Curry movie just this year. Um, Not for, like, the pot, just in general. Yeah. Like, I know I, Tim Curry, everything he's in, he's incredible in, but this was just exquisite, his performance. Yeah, because, like, he knows how to, like, ham this up. As we said, this is schlock. It's 80 schlock, fantasy schlock. Mm-hmm. And he just said, fuck it, I'm running with it. Yeah, um, apparently he had to... Um... Let's see. He took five and a half hour baths afterwards to get all of the makeup off of him. Ah, the pruny body. And one time he got so impatient that mm. he just ripped some off and it took skin with it. Oh, and they had to God. halt filming for a couple of days while he healed. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, because I mean, his whole body is encased in prosthetics. I think I read I watched the thing a behind the scenes where um his biggest complaint was they took his eyes like he wanted mm-hmm. his eyes just because his eyes are very dynamic and they're like very yeah yeah and they gave him like the cat's eyes looking almost yeah they get they from what they said they just ping ponged his eye mm-hmm. and just went from there yeah it, 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 it oh god his performance was so good. he was the best part of the movie like by far by oh, yeah. far um so Dilly. What would you rate this movie? Well, before that, I'm gonna have Angry Man yells at Sky. Yeah, moment. go have your have your moment, right. sir. Have your so, moment. So, Angry Man yells at Sky. One, why make it the idea again? I haven't seen the director's cut. The power of boners rules all, as it always does. But at the same time, what the fuck are you basing this movie on? The power of boners does not cause nuclear winter. No, but Second, killing the unicorn does. But yes, but apparently he was blamed for lust. Unless, I'm sorry. I, the power of boners does not kill also, unless his dick is that massive while fucking the unicorn. I also like completely missed that because their dialogue makes no fucking sense in this movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. But no, and then like the other thing is like again, it's just the jumpy plot. Is mm-hmm. like one, why does the devil have a daddy kink? Yeah, he, he Why does he have a daddy he kink? He mentioned his father so many times, but they never like established who the Lord of Darkness's father was. I just assumed it was God, the Christian God. Yeah, I yeah, it's just an, it's another thing that I feel like if we had another half hour movie, we could have had like explained, right, or at least briefly mentioned, so we have a frame of reference when he's saying, "Father." Why are you Why doing have this you to me? me? Yeah. And then, so the other thing is, like, Lily, girl, darling, why are you a bitch? She is the... This man is falling for you. She is the Make worst. Make him subscribe to your OnlyFans. Make him give you money. Don't throw the ring. She is the worst character in the movie solely because the writers of this movie did not give a shit about her character. 
No, they didn't. They didn't the give a shit about any character. Only reason, like, the writers put her in there to be a MacGuffin of sorts. She's one of the two main MacGuffins no, they, for they the movie. Wrote it, they wrote her in for sex appeal. Yeah, like, just to have a female character for Tom Cruise to flirt with and to help move the plot along. She's not her own actual character. She doesn't do things for reasons. She doesn't have, like, any motivation to do anything she does. Mm-hmm. And it, again, it's not Mia Sarah's fault. It's not the character's fault. It's just on it's the, the writing. Script. It is on yeah. the writing. Again, we probably could have written something better in college. Yeah, we probably could have. Let's write. Let's do. We'd... Let's remake Re- Legend. No, we can do better. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's all. all right. That's all that's I got like... to yell at Sky about. All right, so one to ten. What are you giving this movie, dude? Three. Three. I'm giving it a solid five because I love the technical aspects. And That's all that saves it for being a one. Exactly, the technical aspects and Tim Curry's performance bump are enough to put it at a five, in my opinion. Yeah. So, um, so Ridley's Ridleython, um, twenty twenty one, Dylan, a retrospective. Yeah. Rank your th- rank them one, two, three. The three movies we've watched for Ridleython this year. Um. So three is obviously going to be Legend. Mm-hmm. Two is going to be Gladiator. One's going to be Robin Hood. Um. Well, Directors cut Robin Hood. For me, three. I can't decide between Legend or Robin Hood for last place because Legend, in my opinion, was a fucking mess. Robin Hood was just so fucking boring. For, I, I did not like Robin Hood, so I'm gonna go Robin Hood. Around. I'm gonna go Robin Hood last. I'm gonna go Legend second, and then by the biggest of fucking margins, like the Grand Fucking Canyon of margins here, Gladiator is number one. <laughs> Gladiator's number one. Like Gladiator's one of my all-time favorites, and these other two we've watched, in in my opinion at least, have been lesser Ridley entries mm-hmm. in his filmography. But don't. I mean, yeah. But Dylan, mm-hmm. Ridleython will return someday. It is not this day. Also, can I real quick? Real quick. Hey Ridley, your movies didn't fail because we're looking at our phones. Your movies <laughs> failed because your PR sucked. Your movies failed because the marketing sucked and it's a pandemic, Ridley. <laughs> oh no! Everything's broken. Seen... Why did no one see my movies? I I need to see House of Gucci just so I can see Jared Leto's Mario audition. Oh, is that all? Oh, yeah, I've yeah. seen a clip, and it's so bad. He's, I've seen one clip where he's like, It's me, Paolo. Oh, God, you? kill it. Kill it. I'm so excited to see House of Gucci. And Last oh. Duel. I need to see Last Duel, too. Last Duel, I have actual high hopes for. Last like House of Gucci, I want to see because I want to see. I these. just want to see lady gaga act again she's really good she's such a good actress i want to see lady gaga's acting i want to see adam driver acting Mm -hmm. i I just want to see house of gucci because the performances i've heard are so fucking crazy um (sighs) but those two movies will be included in our next edition of ridleython they'll be on the wheel yay um but dylan Mm. ridleython's over but i'm taking over i'm doing something oh what were you i had an idea but i want to hear your idea you know what came out about three years ago three. that changed the entire superhero landscape forever? Being the best superhero Spider-verse? movie known to man? Yes, sir. Do you want to talk about Spider-Verse? We're going to talk about fucking Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. It came out three years to the day. Oh, my God. It came out December 1st? Yeah, but in like the big theater in uh-huh. like LA. But then it went full like global on the 14th. Oh, very nice. 
It's timely. It's fantastic. It's the best superhero movie on the world. All right. Well, so, okay, quick question. Since it released on December, it had its wide release on December 14th. December 14th yeah. is a release day. Yeah. Do you want to release that up? Ep- do you want to release this episode on December, or the Spider-Man episode, I should say, on the 14th? Oh, fuck. Wait, no. Never mind. It works out it because does. we record was, it next week and then it goes out. I was doing my math incorrectly in my head. You are correct. I, I did the math while I was looking at the date. I went, okay, so if I do it then and if we record it next week, then it comes out on Tuesday. Boom. All right. So, yeah, join us. So this episode will be dropping. Wait, this. what was yours? My idea was I was going to let you pick a holiday movie for us to watch since it's December. Technically, it's in the winter. It is in, a, it is in the winter, but after Spider-Verse, we're doing Christmas. Oh, yeah, I'm for that. We're doing a Christmas movie. And we can, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do yeah, it. We are. Jingle bells, Dylan smells. Caleb no, wait, laid what? an egg. Oh, poor Caleb. <laughs> Why, Caleb? Wait, what are you doing? Uh, your car. Your the wheels fell off your car. The wheels fell off Ross's car. <laughs> the Rossmobile lost a <laughs> wheel and Roger got away. Up. Hey, hey. <laughs> we're gonna get DMCA'd so fucking hard. Oh no, we're fucking fine. So that's our episode, dude. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, Arcane on Netflix is fantastic I've in every way, shape, and form. You don't need to know anything about Le- League of Legends lore. It's just a fantastic show. I've heard good things. I've heard good things. It's a great show. Um, I So I spent this past weekend um, catching up on some of the movies from earlier this year that I missed out mm-hmm. on. So I'm going to give you two of them that I mm-hmm. really fucking loved. Maybe three. Let me check my de- letterbox real quick. Um... No, just two. So um, uh, earlier this weekend, I rented a movie on Amazon Prime directed by a friend of the pod, Mr. Edgar Wright. I watched Last Night in Soho. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you how much I fucking loved Last Night in Soho. All all I'm going to say is that it's great. I loved it. Totally worth the rental price. And if you can still find it in theaters, go fucking see it in a theater. Um, Ma'am. The other movie I'm plugging um, came out, I think, like spring of this year, and it just dropped on Hulu this past week. It is called Pig. It stars Nicolas Cage on a search to find his lost truffle hunting pig. Um, Isn't he blind? No, he's not. Oh, okay. But it is one of the absolute best movies of the year. Absolutely loved it from start to finish. Nicolas Cage should absolutely be in consideration for best actor at the Oscars this year. His, Duh, he, he's put out some bangers. Yeah, this this one... It, it, it's, Is it really that good? It's so good. It's so good. You think it's going to go oh. one way, but then it completely swerves, and it's super subversive, and it completely like subverts your expectations. I absolutely loved it. Um, huh. A really, really, really just great movie. Hmm. I'm going to look for it. It is on Hulu. I'm going to watch it. That is how I watched it. It was incredible. I loved it. I think Good it, to know. probably a lock for my top five of the year. Also, we have to plug something else, Ross. Yes. Earlier this week, I said we should, um, I shared with you some music from an old coworker of ours. Oh, yes, he did. Yes. Yes. Mike. Um, everyone, please go support Mike. Uh, it's Mike the seventh, but it's like a dollar sign for the S and seventh. Yes. Uh, his new song, Adult Swim, is great. It is it's really it, good. It, really, really good. great. The words behind it are he, fantastic. He's, he's a really good rapper. He's a really good rapper. He's fantastic. Um, yeah, we worked with Mike for two years. I think a year. Yeah, we worked. He didn't. Sh- I don't think he came back the second year we came back. Yeah, I don't think he did either. 
Yeah, so we worked with Mike for a year. Yeah, good for him. We worked with him for a year. Great dude, makes great music. So check him stuff. Check his stuff out on Spotify or wherever you listen to your music. Please. Um, Hey, Dylan. Are we forgetting something today? Um. Well, I fed my cat. I can hear her eating. The war. Oh, the war! I forgot about the war! You forgot about the war! I forgot about the war! Alright, um, so when was the last day we recorded? Um, it was, no, we didn't even do that one because it was like four days after we technically recorded. Yes, so, let me pull, let me pull up our release schedule. (laughs) Oh no. Let me see. We're great. We know everything about this show. Okay, so we did not do anything. We didn't do it for the Robin Robin Hood, so... Uh, Gladiator was released on November 16th, which means... So we have... Oh my god, we have weeks! We have... Weeks! Yeah, so I'm gonna say since the 15th. 15th of November onwards. Oh boy. like three weeks of movies, dude. Mm -hmm. Alright, I'm gonna count, you talk. No, uh, I need to... Okay, have we ever talked about, in today's age, how you can't have too many D&D dice? Too many D&D dice, some people would say, is like a sin. No, you need to do it for characters. Do it for different occasions. Okay, I'm listen, done. If, oh, thank God. Um, no, wait, I'm still going. Um, <laughs> listen, if a D20 is being bad or any dice is being bad, they go to jail. What do you get? Another pair of dice. Oh, no, you don't have another pair of dice. That means you have to have more dice. It is a simple circle of economy. Dice economy. Did somebody get mad at you for having too many dice recently? I've always been. People are always mad by my number of dice. Ah, They're just jealous. They're just jealous of the big bag. Mm -hmm. Um, So how many movies were we at last time? You were up by three. I'm like at a hundred and something. You're, I'm going to say you're at 119. I'm at 116. I don't even think it's that much. I think Louis, no, we no, just, no that were, sounds right. I was at 102. And I was at 105. Yes, right. that was it. That was That's it. it. That's it. All right. So do you want, do you have your number ready? Uh, give me time to count. All right. I'll give my, um, my, I watched 20 to get me up to 122. So if you, yeah, if you watched 16 or less movies, then I am officially back in the lead. 15. Ooh, so it's 122 to 120. Dylan, we've got three weeks left in 2021, and it is a two-movie. Guess what? Guess what? what? Guess literally what? What? Guess what? I don't, what? I don't even know what you're talking about. How am I supposed to fucking <laughs> guess, Dylan? Listen, here's the thing. Here's what happens during the holidays in my family. We just don't do anything. We're in pajamas watching movies. Yeah. You're probably going to win. You're fucked. I, yeah, you're probably. And guess what I... Huh? You're probably going to win. <laughs> well, oh, wait. No, I already counted that. I was going to say, I just finished Critical Role a few days ago. I'm like, no, that counts. I already counted that. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Critical Role, that actually puts me at 123. You're a bitch. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Thank you, Dylan. Son of a whore! Um, so yeah, dude. Stretch run. Three movie separation. May the best man win. I'm going for the field. I'm going for the touchdown at fourth and long. This is like Rocky versus Apollo. No? Two heavyweights duking it out. (laughs) It's the... I am the movie 
It's the thrill of the film. I I, 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 I got nothing for you, dude. I got nothing to add. Excellent. End. End.